Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's episode 53 of season number two. Why would the Cubs not want to be competitive, Crowley? That's the question we're going to have to keep asking ourselves as we start the third segment of the podcast. Let's take a look at the standings right now. Yep. It's, uh, like you said, it looks like Cincinnati is finally cooling off. The Brewers pull off the sweep and they are in first place at 52 and 42 seven and three in their last 10 four game winning streak. And on the flip side, Cincinnati's 50 and 44 they're five and five in their last 10 and on a four game losing streak. And then you have the Cubs eight games back at 43 and 49 Pittsburgh at 41 and 52 and then St. Louis in the basement at 40 and 53. And so uh, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Dustin, St. Louis making the announcement that we are for sale. We have players for sale. So I don't, gosh, I can't ever remember really much many times in my life that uh, St. Louis is having a fire sale. But supposedly not the first baseman and not the third baseman. They're going to sell everybody except for those two guys. And they're looking to sell all their pitching off from what I read this morning. Really? Because I'm just trying to figure out what you really want. If you don't, if you're not talking, if you're not talking the first and third baseman, you know what I mean? Those are the guys that right. are going to be the difference. Well, they might be and- thinking, they might be thinking the same thing, Crawley, long-term, like this division is winnable. So you make yeah. a couple of, you make a couple of key moves, but again, you know, if they were to let that first baseman and that third baseman walk out the door, they're in for a long, long rebuild, which I'm all for, for them. Sure. Yeah, let's see, let's see him no, suffer. <laughs> no problem. All right. The other news, Crawley, and I don't know that this is breaking news, but it's definitely something we have to, to mention, I guess. But the Cubs have agreed to terms with seven players from the draft, including the uh, first rounder, Matt Shaw. Yeah. So you got Matt Shaw, the fifth round, the sixth round, the eighth round, the ninth, tenth, and eighteenth round. 
six of the first 10 top 10 picks have signed. So, you know, it's just a process that you kind of want to go through and you don't want to kind of lose these guys. We've seen that happen before on other teams. So uh, good start right away. Now I've been, you know, I'm not the only one. A lot of people have been impressed with all the reporting that's been going on at 670 score with the situation at Northwestern university. Um, we know about the football coach is gone and now the head baseball coach is gone. And John Morosi is reporting that Joe Girardi is on the radar for that recently uh, head baseball coach opening that just came up. Now, Crowley, I did not get to catch as much of the games on television this weekend. I was on the app. I did watch today and I did not. Have you heard anything like has it been brought up on marquee? If Joe Girardi was even would even did they even talk Northwestern? Did you see anything like that? I heard I nothing not. about Northwestern. No, I did not. But everyone knows he, Joe's. He, 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 I just think no disrespect to Northwestern. I just think that Joe Girardi's way too qualified to be the head coach of Northwestern baseball, unless it's just something that he sees as a calling and he likes to be here. He wants to be back home, but that would also take him off a marquee. Right. And then he has to kind of make that decision on what he wants to do. So just interesting that his name's popping up. This is now the second time that his name has popped up with a head baseball coach opening, but obviously this being totally different, his alma mater and being where he grew up, uh, you know, and where his family's roots are right now. I think that he might pause and, and really have to give that some thought. You know what I mean? Right. And I know something that gets you excited every single year. Uh, middle of last week, I think right after we recorded the first podcast, uh, MLB announced the 2024 baseball schedule. I got to tell you, Dustin, nothing makes, you know, you know me, man. I, I got so excited because it's like you get to plan and you get to think and, and not saying that this year's over, but you know, I, I, I like kind of seeing what's going to happen in the future. So for me, uh, that, that is, that's really where I'm kind of like, you know, just looking at it. Now there are some bizarre little, uh, hiccups in this schedule that I looked at and, you know, they don't play. I, I know they're doing this whole 30 team thing, but you don't go the first month without really playing a divisional opponent. They're going to open up, um, on March 28th against the Rangers. Okay. So that's going to be the Rangers home opener. And then they're going to have their Wrigley home opener is going to be April 1st, April Fool's Day um, against the Rockies. Now, the thing that kind of interested me here is that when they play that opening series against Texas, Texas is a dome stadium, but but they still have that day off, that next day off. Do you get what I'm saying? doesn't make any – I don't get that at all. Like, right. Why? And then, and then th- for the first time that I can remember in a long time, the Cubs have their opening series uh, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, but they don't have the next day off. To me, the understanding of that next day off is if, God forbid, you know, Chicago weather in April, you never know what you're going to get. That if that if the game gets, you know, knocked out because of weather, you got, you know, you can go the next day, but they're not doing that. So I thought that was interesting. But there is no division opponents that the Cubs play, central division opponents, in April. That, that, that That's just crazy. It just doesn't – I mean, it doesn't make – I mean, I, I hate that you would open – play interleague i think that's awful i mean everybody should open in my opinion everybody should be opening with division games where it makes sense okay you get got to get the you know cincinnati should be opening the cubs could be at the reds that would be okay you know um the cubs could be at the brewers the brewers should be home because they've got the domed roof right or you you could be down in st louis because they usually their weather has kind of cleared out usually by then so you could you could get the reds the Brewers and the Cardinals hosting 
and one right. team at each one. That, that That's my opinion. I, I, I think it's absolute crap that you start interleague with interleague play. I, it's right. bad for the Rangers too. It's bad for everybody. I do like the idea that everybody is opening on March 28th. That's the part I don't get. March 28th. Everybody right. is playing baseball. You, I'll bet right now when we're doing uh, season three, episode whatever, <laughs> there's going to be a ton of cancellations that first day. All right, let's keep moving, Crowley. Yeah. Um, let's keep going. They do have a couple interesting road trips right. that you know people may want to kind of check out. Uh, they have a series against Seattle. We saw that at the All-Star Game. It looked like a great place to go. They got a series against the Red Sox in April as well. Um, one thing April that's in Boston, to, fantastic. Yeah, April in Boston. Um, you know, and then the one thing that's really kind of interesting is you take a look in, uh, you're going to see a couple old friends come back for the first time. You're going to have Javi Baez coming back to Chicago for the very first time, this time as a, as a, uh, Detroit, Detroit tiger. tiger. Yeah. Right. And you're going to have Anthony Rizzo coming for the first time back. So that, Series against the Tigers is going to be in August. So I'm sure that's going to be a hot ticket to, to you know, to see Javi. And, and, you know, there's a lot of good memories there. So, and then that Yankees series is going to be um, in September. Right. Friday, September 6th. Okay. Yeah. NFL, the NFL will be here by then again. Um, also speaking of Anthony Rizzo, unbelievable stat. He's, he's got the longest streak of like not having a home run or something crazy. His like home run numbers are just so, so bad right now. Right. So, you know, the only thing is, is you take a look, there's a lot of things he does offer as well. And when you look at the Cubs there, they have there since Anthony Rizzo left, their combined wars zero at first base. Yeah. So that first base is an number. issue. <laughs> yeah. First base is definitely an issue. What's usually not an issue Crowley is shortstop, but we did see an error today that uh, led to a big inning and Dansby Swanson. We we've seen him batting. We've seen him taking uh we've seen him taking grounders, but he's uh, still not a hundred percent. So he's still not on the big league roster at this moment, the active roster anyway. Right. There was a little issue when it came to running full speed. So he's still not a hundred percent. Um, some good news, Nick Magical could go on a rehab assignment uh, by the time the Cubs go on their next road trip, which would be against St. Louis, uh, and he won't need that many at-bats before returning. Remember, Magical was looking good at third. He was pretty hot when he left. Today, this was interesting news. The Cubs have reacquired catcher P.J. Higgins from the D-backs. Uh, Higgins was on the Cubs for since 2015, and he had, he had some moments as he as he played with the Cubs. But what does that, that say to you? What, 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 what message is that to you? What, what do you think that is? Their catcher in AAA, Dom Nunez, got injured. So, I mean, you wonder about that. But at the same time, you also maybe wonder if one of, I would say, Tucker Barnhart, if, if there's a contender kicking the tires on Tucker Barnhart. We talked about selling, buying our sellers. There's, different, there's what we call the, the hard sell the, you know, and, the, and the soft sell and all that stuff. If you're maybe just selling a couple pieces like Tucker Barnhart, is not going to be part of your future. You know, if you want to kind of, I don't know about Kyle Hendricks, you know, he may be someone that you would sell, but it's not like he would be completely, you know, irreplaceable. Right. So maybe Tucker might be. And Jan Gomes has had a really nice year too. So teams might want to look at him for leadership. I, I think with Gomes, I think the Cubs are wanting to stick with him next year as well. And I think right. it's, it's going to be the Gomes, Amaya, and they're going to split up the time. 
All right. Another guy that isn't going to be with the Cubs is Rowan Wick released by the Iowa Cubs. My guess is that that it was Rowan Wick's agent or people that asked if he could have his release and the Cubs granted him. Uh, he played, uh, he appeared in 146 games with the Cubs over four seasons, but injuries really derailed his career and he's never really been able to get it back on track. Good luck to Rowan Wick, whatever is next for him. All right, Crowley. Uh, Monday night, Nationals in town, one of the worst teams in baseball. So hopefully this is a uh, an opportunity for the Cubs to uh, sweep, get fat, whatever you want to say. But this is not a good Nationals team that's coming into town. Yeah, we saw the Nationals, um, and that was at the end of April, beginning of May. They went on this road trip that was a disaster. They got swept by the Marlins, and they lost three of four to the Nationals. Uh, Drew Smiley won game one, pitching seven innings of one-run ball. I missed that, Drew Smiley. Dansby Swanson went three for five with a home run, a double, and had two RBIs. The Cubs won at five to one. In the second game, Hayden Wesniski threw six innings of one-run ball, but Keegan Thompson gave up three runs in relief, and the Cubs lost four to one. Marcus Stroman, if you remember at the beginning of the season, got no run support. That's what happened against Washington. He, um, he went six innings of one-run ball, but the Nationals won two to one. And then in the finale, Jamison Tyone only went three innings and gave up three runs. The Cubs came, Cubs came back in the eighth to tie it up. But then Alex Call hit a walk-off homer off Brad Boxberger, and the Nationals took three of four in that series early on in the season. Yeah, it was a long time ago, it feels like. But uh, this is a team that is not playing well at all. Won't even recognize half the names. Let's uh, talk a little bit about the Probables. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yep, we got Drew Smiley. So um, with Mr. Smiley, it's one of those things that, like we said, it's just been uh, – he's been struggling lately, and and, and that's kind of just the, the best way to say it. And, and you're hoping that this is how you want to kind of see how these guys respond from the break to me, especially looking at Smiley and looking at Tyone. Uh, how are these guys going to do? Well, we talked about the fact that, uh, you know, lately Smiley hasn't been giving you innings and he's been giving you up about four runs. So he's really taxing the bullpen against the Yankees. He gave up four runs in four innings against Milwaukee. He went 3.2 innings and gave up three runs in Philadelphia. He went 3.2 innings and gave up seven runs. So this guy has been on the struggle bus. <laughs> the struggle bus. It's on the struggle bus. Uh, struggle bus. I haven't heard that one before. Good. That's a good. That's a good one, Carly. That's a new yeah. one for me. Yeah. And so the, he's going to be going up against Mackenzie Gore. Um, he lost the game against the Cubs the last, when he played them. You know, he uh, went four innings, gave up four and uh, four earned runs. Uh, but in his last three starts, you know, you're looking at him. He hasn't gone very deep at all. And so he only pitched uh, in 1.1 innings and gave up a hit against Cincinnati on 7-6. On 7-1, he went 2.2 innings and gave up seven earned runs against the Phillies. And then against San Diego, he went five innings and gave up uh, one earned run, which isn't bad. But he's, he's, he's obviously struggled a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's move into game number two, and I'm really excited about this one, Carly. 
This one's got you excited. All righty. Well, the question you want to ask is, as you all remember what uh, Jamison Tyone did before he went on break uh, to the Yankees, he, you know, he absolutely dominated the Yankees. It, clearly his best start is ERA almost went down a full run on that one. And so is, are we going to see more of that or are we going to see more of the uh, Tyone that struggled most of the season? So against the Yankees, eight innings, one hit. Uh, against Cleveland, he went five innings, gave up four earned runs to start before that. And then against Phillies, uh, he went five innings and gave up five runs again. So, man, we, we need to see the guy that absolutely took apart the Yankees. And if he can do that again, that would be great. But just that would be excellent, Crawley. Keep in mind that right after the after uh, Tyone did that, the Yankees fired their hitting coach. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's never a good sign when 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 that happens. No, no. Yeah, Sean Casey got that job, so we'll see how he does in that role. Um, haven't paid much attention to how the Yankees have done out of the break because I'm worried about the Cubs. Yep, and so they're going to go up against uh, Patrick Corbin will be the starter then for uh, the Nationals. There's and a name I know. I recognize that name, Crowley. You, well, you know, and, and, and he did face off against the Cubs previously, so – um, you know, the thing about Corbin is, is he's a veteran pitcher and he's a guy that, that really kind of knows what he's doing. And so you're, you're looking at the start and you're saying to yourself, all right, what, what, what do we have here with this guy? You know, and, and, and it, is he someone that you could absolutely beat? Yes, you could beat him, but it's, I just don't know what Cubs offense I'm going to see day to day. And that's what has me worried is, is that we looked at the game today against the Red Sox and said to ourselves, um, you know, it, you know, it it looks like they just changed the probables now that I'm looking at it. It looks like Trevor Williams is going. And so Trevor Williams. I don't is, know that name, Crowley. Yeah, you do. He was on the Cubs. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> he was on the Cubs. Remember on Marquee, they used to always show his dad? His dad no. would be at all the games and they'd always show them. He was part oh, of the. Oh, okay. Yes. Now, he, he was yes. part of the uh, yes. Javi Baez trade to get Pete yes. Crow Armstrong. Yes. yes. And so yes. taking a look here with uh, Trevor Williams, you, you don't have, again, this is not a guy that you should lose to, but I remember they lost to him uh, when they went out there in uh, earlier in the year. He went 5.1 innings and gave up zero earned runs against the Cubs last time. Against St. Louis, he went 2.2 innings, gave up one earned run. Against Texas, he went. Six innings and gave up four earned runs. And against Philadelphia, he went five innings and gave three earned runs. But, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, he's not a really good pitcher, but he dominated the Cubs last time they faced him. So let's see what happens this time around. Let's see. That's all we can do. Let, let's see. Let's see what happens this time around. I've got uh, I've got high hopes for this series. And then game number three, we've got Kyle Hendricks back out there. and He's got to bounce back. Yeah, and again, I, I am literally going to be waiting and trying to listen to Tommy Hadovy. I want to know what's going on with the battery with, with Hendricks and Amaya. Um, and this one right here, it is Hendricks versus the legendary pitcher TBD. So uh, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Hendricks at this point, his last start against Boston, which I got to watch, 4.2 innings. He gave up five earned runs, a lot of solo home runs going out of there against the Yankees. He went 5.2 innings, gave up 10 hits, four earned runs. So those are the two Barnhart starts. And then we talked about the Milwaukee start. He went six innings and gave up one earned run when he pitched to Amaya. So my guess, my guess right now, and I'm just guessing because uh, I saw what the probables were earlier. So my guess is something happened to Corbin and they've kind of had to shift around a little bit. So we don't know 
um, who, who Washington is going to throw for that third game. So uh, we'll hopefully get some more information on that later and, and, and see, oh, see. Okay. So it looks like I see it right now. He was placed on paternity leave. Ah, there you go. Well, congratulations to him. All right, Crowley, hot not. Let's get into it. We know who's hot for the Cubs. That, that I know. You, you, you know who's hot. All right. So Cody Bellinger with a, with a, you know, Cody Bellinger it could not be hotter. Four for 11 with three home runs, six RBIs, slash, and uh, 364-417-1.102. Christopher Morell's in one of his hotter streaks. He's five for 12 with two RBIs. He's slashing 417, 462-417. So those are who is hot for the Cubs. The I problem, also know who's though, not. I also know who's not. Ian and it is absolutely killing you. These are the two guys that are usually in the middle of your order, right? Right. This, this is the guys that you're supposed to strike. They were fear batting in the three and fourth. They were batting three and fourth for most of the season. In the last 11 at bats, he had has two hits, no home runs, no RBIs. He's slashing 182, 250, 182. Did you see him yesterday throw to, I mean, today throw his helmet, kick his bat he, after a strikeout? I mean, he is mentally not in a good place. No, Say he's still is, throwing guys out, but he's not uh, able to hit the ball. Seiya Suzuki, one for his last 12, no home runs, no RBIs, batting .083, uh, uh, 154 on base, and .083 slugging. So your cleanup hitter is slugging .083. That is bad. Bad. That not good. That is not good. All right, let's get to the uh, Nationals. Who, who should Cub fans be paying attention to when it comes to hot Nationals? The guy I'm most concerned with is Dominic Smith, first baseman, three for his last 10. He has two RBIs, slashing 300, 462, 600. Also, keep an eye out on C.J. Abrams, shortstop. He's hitting six for his last 13 with one home run and one RBI. He's slashing, um, C.J. slashing 462, 462, 923. So those are the guys you kind of want to be looking out for. And who do they not have to worry about? Ildemaro Vargas. That name's ring a bell? does not shortstop for the Cubs. It was an absolute disaster. He got DFA'd. I want to say it was last year, um, but he was two for his last 12 slashing 167, 231, 250. So the fact that they've had to literally, you know, get Ildemaro Vargas and then actually give him at bats just tells you where they are. And then center fielder, Alex call is one for his last 11, but he does have an RBI in two, uh, one, a home run in two RBIs. He's slashing 0 0.091, 0 0.167, 0 0.364. All right, Crowley, let's do some predicting. You want to go first or second? Yeah, I got the Cubs taking two out of three. Uh, you know, this is just a really bad Nationals team. And if you can't take two out of three, Dustin, then I just say pack it up. You're done. Get out the brooms, Crowley. Cubs are going to use a sweep. They're going to sweep. They need to sweep. They're going to sweep. So you got them two out of three. I got a sweep. That's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly, the W podcast. Follow us on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and, of course, you can email us, flythew670 at gmail.com. And now you can watch us, Crowley, on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. Crowley, have a great uh, start to your week, and we'll pick it back up after the uh, Cubs sweep the Nationals. And, and we'll be there, you know, win or lose, we'll be cheering. So let's go, Cubs! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.